Hello everyone, I'm Dr. Michael Foley, and this is Inspire, Empower, and Enable, Life Lessons from the Dojo. Inspire, Empower, and Enable, Life Lessons from the Dojo is sponsored by the Center for Humane Living in Phoenix, Arizona, which has as its vision to inspire all people to live peaceful and compassionate lives. My goal is to incorporate ancient wisdom acquired from a lifelong study of martial arts, formal business leadership and coaching training, and my life experiences as a maternal fetal medicine physician, husband, and father of three to explore strategies for living a happy and fulfilled life. My approach is to use eclectic storytelling to help with the discovery of universal truths that may be applicable to your life. Don't believe anything I say, however. Seek to discover it all for yourself. Let's get started with today's topic. This episode is about respectful communication. It's the silent message of the bow. Now, I'm sure that all of you are quite aware that the greetings without uh, question throughout all of Asia is uh, a subtle bending of the waist and a bow. We do this to greet people. Uh, They do this to show honor and respect to people. In the martial arts studios, we often walk into our school and we bow. We actually walk up to the higher belts and higher ranks and we bow. It's because we're actually showing respect for those people who have come before and respect for the place that we actually get to train. And it's a great honor to do so. But the bow is really, really about respect. Yeah, you all knew that already. It's about respect. And what really is respect? Respect is kind of like organizing all your thoughts and actions around the existence of something or someone. It's making someone important. It's actually showing them that you care, that you put them first. When we respect someone, we organize our thoughts and actions around someone or something's existence, like we do when we walk into our school or when we bow to one of our teachers to show them respect. How is it that the bow actually shows respect? Well, I think in the Eastern culture, when someone bows, they actually put their head lower than the head of the person they're bowing to, and they actually direct their gaze or their eyesight down to the ground. And as many would say, they're actually demonstrating vulnerability. And the ancient samurai would say that they're actually giving their neck, putting themselves at the most vulnerable position, and in doing so, paying great and deep respect for the person they're bowing to. In the Western parts of the world, eye contact is incredibly important. Eye contact shows that you care about someone and you're engaging with them. So when we bow, we bow at our school, the Center for Humane Living, we actually make eye contact with the other person, not to be aggressive or not to demonstrate a challenge or anything like that, which sometimes people expect with eye-eye contact. But instead, it's engaging in a deep respect for the other person and at the same time moving your head lower than theirs to show your opinion of the relative value that you serve in this particular interaction. You actually are not less than them, or you shouldn't allow it to affect your self-esteem, but actually what you say silently when you're bowing to someone, you're saying silently, you are more important than I am. 
When we bow to someone, we silently say that to ourselves. We make endearing eye contact, and we put our head lower than them by bowing at the waist. This shows engagement and respect, and in fact, tells ourself that during this interjection, we're going to make the other person more important than we are. Now, this is an important aspect of what the martial arts are all about. Martial arts are about respect and discipline. I think if I was going to ask a general population what they represent, most people would come up with those two particular characteristics, respect and discipline. But we can't be expected to walk out into the street or if we're in our workplace or a school and we want to show respect for our teacher or a colleague or someone in the workplace that we walk up to them, come to attention and bow. <laughs> they think that we're a little bit out there. Oh, maybe a little bit crazy. What is he doing bowing to me or she? Well, instead, what we have to do is we have to translate the whole concept of the bow, of making someone more important than us, to this concept of respectful communication. How many times have you been in a situation, perhaps even a conflict, where you and another person are having a discussion and they say something that, boy, you just don't agree with, and you spend the rest of the conversation plotting and scheming what you're going to say as soon as they take a breath, and as soon as they take a breath, wham, you launch into your defensive posture. The whole time you were thinking about what you were going to say because it really bothered you and you needed to correct them or you needed to give them an explanation. Well, that type of of conversation and dialogue is more about you and your response and your defensive posture than it is about the other person. So you're really not putting them more important than you are during that interaction. A respectful communication where you actually make someone more important than you are during the interaction, the first thing you do is you shut your mouth and you listen. You pay close attention to what they're saying and you give them respective feedback. You nod your head. It's attentive listening. It's, it's actually your engagement with them while they're speaking. You're making eye contact with them. You're not rolling your eyes. You're not looking around. You're not looking at your phone or your watch. You're looking at their eyes and you're shaking your head in agreement that you're listening and trying to understand what they're saying. And while they're doing this, you're actually recording it in your brain. This is what they're saying. This is what I understand them to be saying. So that at the conclusion of the conversation, the very next thing that you do after you listen is that you clarify. You tell them what you heard them say. And in situations where there's conflict or difficulty during a conversation, most of it fades away once the other person feels that they're being listened to, once they feel heard. So Stephen Covey always said, first seek to understand, then seek to be understood. So the first thing we do is shut our mouth and listen for that magic minute. We do ah, attentive listening, respectful listening, and then we clarify back to them what we heard them say. What I heard you say is A, B, C, and D, X, Y, and Z. Do I have it correct? Did I hear you correctly? Do I understand you correctly? And give them a chance to respond back, to let you know that you got it. And if not, and they want to add M, N, O, P, well, then you say back to them, okay, now I hear you. It's A, B, C, and D, X, Y, and Z, M, M, N, O, P. Do I have it correct? At this point, they feel listened to. Now, sometimes when people say things to you, they make you 
feel something. They make you feel mad, bad, glad, sad, hurt, embarrassed, whatever it might be. And those feelings are non-negotiable. They are what they are. But the other person may not have intended to make you feel that way. So what you have to do at this point is that after you've listened, after you've clarified, now what you do is you validate the intent. Was it your intent to make me feel bad, sad, glad, embarrassed, hurt, whatever it is that you feel? Was that your intent? And even though it might have been in some situations, most people will bail off right there and say, you know what? No, no, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to say that. I didn't mean to make you feel that way. I'm so sorry, even if it may have been at the onset. It gives you a chance to break away from the conflict. And then the last thing that you do is that even though it may not have been their intent to make you feel a certain way, you make a request of them. You set expectations for them so the behavior doesn't happen in the future. So you say, in the future then, please don't say X, Y, and Z, and A, B, and C, because it made me feel embarrassed. It made me feel less worthy. It made me feel ashamed. It made me feel hurt. It made me feel sad. Please don't do that in the future, because really what we have to understand is that we need to set expectations for people before the accountability comes out and we hold them accountable for certain behaviors. So let's keep that in mind during all respectful communications. Now, when we go out into the world and we want to have respectful communication, we actually think to ourselves while the other person's there that they're more important than we are during this interaction. And when we put them more important than we are during that interaction, we pay attention to what they're saying because it's important. We listen. We then clarify. We then validate the intent, and then we make a request. This, in a nutshell, is respectful communication utilizing the silent message of the bow, which is, you are more important than I am. Thank you, everybody, for listening to our podcast, Inspire, Empower, and Enable, Life Lessons from the Dojo. Our vision is to inspire all people to live peaceful and compassionate lives. I hope this helps, and I hope this causes you to have a little bit of thinking that might improve the ability to live a life that is fulfilled, happy, and harmonious. If you like our content, go ahead and hit subscribe so future podcasts can be sent in your direction.